Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Parker, to this Essential Skills of NLP episode number 81. And today we're going to delve into the fascinating world of Greek philosophy. And we're going to talk about something our old friend Plato discussed and discovered. Now Plato was around quite a few thousands of years ago, and yet there's so much of what he says in this little story that I think rings true today. So let's delve into Plato's cave. One of the things Plato was trying to do in this story that follows is to explain reality. And I also think to explain how we deal with reality, how we deal with what in NLP we'd call the map being different from the territory. So our perception of how things are being quite different from how things actually are. And that everybody has a unique map. And that's really where a lot of us get into trouble, is that we have a version, a vision of how things are. And we're so bought into it that we eventually believe it's true rather than just a map, a model, an approximation. So the story goes, as Plato says, that he imagines that people are like a group of people living in a cave. And they're kept in the cave in such a way, with chains and ropes, that their faces always face towards one particular wall, which is just a slight distance away from them. So they're gazing at this wall. But behind them, there's a fire. And the fire is lit. And the light of the fire, because it's behind them, casts shadows onto the wall that's in front of them. He then imagines, just behind the people who are chained, so they can't look backwards, they're going to only look at the wall in front of them. There's a wall. Another wall. And this wall, people walk behind. So, because the wall obscures them, the people who are chained looking at the wall can't see these people who are walking behind them. Maybe they can hear them, but they can't see them because of this wall. And over the top of the wall, they wave things. And this is what casts shadows on the wall of these chained people. So as these strange people behind the chained people walk around, they're carrying things that poke above the wall. The light of the fire casts shadows onto the wall. And this is what our chained friends can see. And that's all they can see. So of course, this becomes what they think is true. This becomes their reality. That's all there is. So they see these shadows on the wall, thinking their truth and they're real, completely convinced this is how the world is. Plato imagines, what if you went in and you freed one of these kind of slaves from his change and you turned him from everything he knows, from his friends, from the wall where the shadows exist that seem like reality, you turned him round and you had him face the fire, what would he do? And Plato suggests he would scream in agony, seeing the brightness of the fire. And his friends, who can't turn round, of course, because they're chained, would just hear his terrified screams. But he'd lead him to the warmth of the fire, and he'd explain, and he'd show the wall of these people hiding behind the wall, waving these strange figures that cast the shadows. And once his eyes had got accustomed to the brightness of the fire, he would understand. He would recognise that on the wall those shadows were just shadows, they weren't the real things. 
The real things were things being carried by other people. They weren't even real themselves. And as this understanding dawns on him, he'd be intrigued to know, well, what is real? So Plato said, maybe it'll lead him out of the cave, out into nature, from the relative darkness of the cave, with just that fire, out into the real world. But of course, as he comes into the real world, the real world is so much brighter, has so much more vivid colours, it would be a shock to his nervous system. He'd reel once again from the experience. People down in the cave might hear his distant screams. But, of course, as he becomes more accustomed to the light outside the cave, he'd see the beauty, he'd see the colours, he'd see the movement, see the vast expanse of the world, the three dimensions. And maybe he'd gaze up and he'd see the sun, and again the sun would blind him, be so bright. But with time, he'd become accustomed to the sunshine and the sunlight. And Plato suggests, here, our friend is now in touch with reality, a deeper experience of reality. After a while, our friend, who's now in the sunshine, may want to go back down to see his friends and to free them too, so they can experience true reality. So down he goes, but as he goes into the dark cave, it's only lit by a fire, again he becomes kind of blinded because there's not enough light compared to the sunshine outside. So he stumbles towards his friends who are chained, facing the wall, only seeing the shadows. And to them he appears blinded, because he can't see like they can see. And he tells them that what they're looking at is not reality, it's just shadows. And they've heard his screams, and they've seen his blindness, and they think... He's gone mad. And he tries to say to them, look, come with me, I'll show you these amazing things. But do they want to know? No, they don't. So even though he's come back with his extraordinary tale, their experience is, that doesn't sound very safe. It doesn't sound very real. It certainly doesn't sound very familiar. It sounds dangerous. And after all, they know what they know. They've lived their lives looking at this wall, this reality. They know what's true. So it's an interesting story, isn't it? All those thousands of years ago, talking about very, very similar things we've covered on these podcasts. You can hear many of the presuppositions of NLP within that. And yet, we've still not got it. <laughs> so many of us wandering around, gazing at the shadows on the wall, absolutely convinced that this is truth. Say so, so many of us, probably all of us, even us enlightened souls who listen to podcasts such as this, we still come from a set of beliefs as to what we think is true and what we think isn't. And although it's a reasonable thing to do and it gives us a sense of certainty and surety about the way the world is, there will be some places for certain where our model isn't quite adequate, isn't rich enough to explain the extraordinaries of the world and where we're missing out on some new experiences that could be transformational. I wonder how often in the next week you'll find yourself thinking about Plato, maybe having conversations with people about Greek philosophy. Because, for me, this is as relevant today as it was all those thousands of years ago. Have a great week, and remember to watch out for those shadows on the wall. If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together. Best things you can do, get hold of the other podcasts on iTunes, or get some of my extraordinary books, 
which as I say, if you like these podcasts, they're very, very similar, life-changing, fascinating ways of looking at the world. And the ultimate thing you could do, hey, come and train with me. I'd love to meet you in person. Let us know. Drop us an email, phil at philparker.org or go to the website, philparker.org. Sign up for the newsletters. There you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life.